Welcome to this uh, very special episode of Terminus, the first interview we've done in a while. Uh, the death metal guy couldn't make it today. Uh, he just sent me this cryptic text message in all lowercase that said, I'm receiving messages from Paul Ledney. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what he's doing, frankly, and I hope it's legal. Uh, anyway, I'm, um, I'm joined today by Harul Vinay, uh, whose record Barari got, which I'm sure he'll tell me how to pronounce better. We just, uh, we just reviewed the other day. Uh, ha and Harul is joining us, I believe, from Shimla in northern India. How are you doing, Harul? Hey, the black metal guy. I'm very, very, very good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I'm a big fan and big appreciator of your work. And uh, finally, you know, after sending you what two, three emails, I'm I'm here. So <laughs> feels good. Yeah, we had some uh, technical difficulties getting connected because uh, Harul is on that um, uh, is on that lo-fi lo lo-fi anti-tech train. Um, so we 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 got it. Um, we got it sorted though. Um, so uh, yeah, so tell us um, first of all, how do I how do I pronounce all this? Second of all, right? You've got this on the show we talked about. Um, your project is in format, kind of uh, neo folk or even acoustic black metal, and it has this interesting blend of the kind of stuff you'd hear and the sort of European folk influences you'd hear in either of those musics with um, a lot of uh, mythological and folklore stuff from your own region in northern India, or you say the western Himalayas, and also with some uh, ethnographic field recordings and such. But uh, there's clearly an interesting history to this project, some sort of I bet some, some sort of moment of inspiration um, and a dedication to preserving uh, the spirit of the region. Tell us something about that. And I'm sure there's a lot we can talk about. Uh, yeah. So first of all, the pronunciation is Bharari Ghat. Uh, all right. So Bharari Ghat. Yeah, Bharari Ghat. That, okay. That sound can be a bit difficult, <laughs> but yeah, that's the correct way to pronounce it. And uh, yes, I draw from a lot of inspirations, but as you also pointed in the 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 review that you did, uh, that was actually very spot on. That I actually don't listen to a lot of neo folk or uh, acoustic stuff. You, you know, I actually I don't know if I listen to any of it. So. Uh, my inspiration, as far as my inspirations are concerned, they are all Western, you know, as far as the song structure and all that is concerned, they are all Western and I rarely listen to anything else actually. So uh, that's why, you know, you kept m mentioning that uh, uh, it's uh, uh, not overtly or it's uh, not, uh, you know, ostentatiously Himalayan or even Indian. Um, and that's true because it's not, you know, I don't draw inspiration from here because it's so overdone by this point that I don't feel the need to add to it, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so coming back to that, I don't listen to any neo-folk. I listen 
a lot of black metal as you guys also mentioned in the review i listen to a lot of extreme music in general uh and uh, as far as the scales and all are concerned i again uh you know i don't like to use a lot of indian sounding scales because again it's so it's so obvious i mean you know so uh, my inspiration as far as the acoustic stuff is concerned is basically o opeth and some agalock to, to some extent but yeah basically opeth and agalock and a lot of other black metal acts so i draw my inspiration from there and uh, try to create or try to recreate that intensity in an acoustic setting in an all acoustic setting uh, so so far i think i'm on the right track but <laughs> uh, of course i mean you know there's so much to do and, and explore so yeah so like uh which there's a lot of opeth uh which eras of opeth are you talking about i know that there's some folky moments in the record but it sounds like you're also talking about translating electric and uh electric stuff by opeth and agalock into an acoustic format uh hmm. particularly i'm like uh, not so specific about the the opeth eras because i love everything that they've done you know even the the new the newest stuff i, I really dig that and uh, but the album that changed everything for me it would have to be blackwater park uh, especially the the uh, the bonus tracks on there still they beneath the sun you know patterns in the iv2 especially and uh, some other acoustic intros and outros that they do i tried to i tried to uh, figure that out by 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 ear you know so i don't i don't know any theory i don't know I, I i haven't joined any classes or something it's all just playing and playing and listen to a lot of stuff and uh, thankfully opeth uh, i got introduced to the band at a very early stage so i always had that at the back of my mind you know that the the that the acoustic uh, gu uh the acoustic guitar is so powerful in its own way and uh, uh yeah i mean opeth helps me a lot to discover the possibilities so to speak uh so yeah just that and uh, as far as the uh, intensity part is concerned uh i would love to do a purely black metal project but i know i'm not ready for it and uh, as again you guys also mentioned in the the, the review that uh, th this is not acoustic music just for the charm of it you know i really dig the sound and uh, i really want to express myself in it and explore uh, all the di uh, dimensions i can so uh, i have been playing acoustic regularly for about four years now so you know that's a lot of playing and a lot of practicing and a uh, lot of tunes uh, i have a lot of other stuff as well so uh, and that's all acoustic for now so i don't have any plans for electric uh, actually you know it's very very acoustic -y and just just trying to explore that uh, intense feeling uh, try to uh, speak it in terms of the acoustic guitar as far as i can of course so uh did you so you taught yourself then uh, so okay so in only four years you've got a pretty uh natural and musical sound on the acoustic that's that's very cool uh and so you seem to have taken the discipline of learning it very seriously uh are you um is that your first guitar uh, experience or have, have you also played electric hmm, so i actually started on an acoustic then i switched to the 
electric for some time i still play electric from time to time and uh, i mean i'm i'm pretty fluent in that as well you know the the, the heaviest stuff the the down picking and the the tremolo picking and and all that i mean i can i cannot do the flashy stuff like uh, sweet picking and all that but <laughs> yeah nobody nobody the, likes that stuff anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as far as the you know basic uh, bare bone stuff is concerned i i i love doing that i love uh, playing some you know uh, cannibal corpse and all that so yeah i totally do that uh, but the as far as the acoustic is concerned i uh, i have been learning the guitar since 6 years now uh, you know i've been playing six, uh, since 6 years uh, and out of the, those 6 four 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 and four and a half years have been solely dedicated to the acoustic you know and just uh, uh exploring the uh, the acoustic i got my classical guitar last year uh and uh you know that has again made a lot of difference uh, in my playing that has uh, really amped up my playing because uh, the classical guitar is a tough instrument you know you have to pay attention to the dynamics you have to do so many other things and of course, I'm into uh, Western classical as well, so I uh, learn some pe- uh, pieces and <clears throat> try to build my vocabulary through that as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of the passages, uh, they are actually very classical, uh, Western classical inspired as well, on the album, I mean. Uh, a-, a lot of people have actually told me that, you know, this certain passage r- reminds them of Bach, this certain passage uh, reminds them of some other uh, composer and that's actually very flat uh, flattening flattering to uh, you know to hear so <laughs> oh that's awesome so yeah that helps explain the sense we were getting that there's a very authentic ear for that kind of uh for, for that kind of western music so it's yeah it's not like you've gone back gone back through current 93 to old recordings of you know uh, various kinds of folk guitar or something like that. You've actually, uh, you've been listening to, you know, Scandinavian metal, a lot of which is classically influenced and also has this kind of folky aspect to it. And you've, you've traced that back to stuff like, yeah, to like mainstays of the classical tradition. Have you been listening to classical guitar music or more just generally say, I'm going to teach myself a Bach concerto or a Bach, you know, something like that. Um, so I'm. I think I'm. I'll be dissing off a lot of classical guitar player if uh, any of them will be listening. But I use tabs <laughs> for classical guitar <laughs> for learning the pieces. Uh, I tried to figure out some Bach on uh, just by listening. But no, you know, I want to be sure with those pieces. Uh, with with uh, stuff like Hopeth and Agalock, I can work my way around that. You know, if I play two three notes differently that that actually works because you know i'm uh, that helps me to create my own sound I- in its own way but with these classical pieces i have to be very very sure so i usually you know use tabs and <laughs> go from there okay for sure do you have any like favorite classical guitarists or uh things people should check out uh yeah i mean i'm again i'm not too well versed in that uh, universe but as much as i've explored i would de- definitely suggest some uh, some beethoven uh, and of course as far as uh, solely classical guitarists are concerned francis darega is a, a beautiful example you know he 
he played just the guitar and he revolu revolutionized the whole thing so definitely check out Tarega and his pieces is is this the uh i'm just checking the spelling for our listeners is this uh francisco Tarega from spain in the late 19th century yes yes exactly all right cool yeah so spanish romantic guitarist and com uh composer all right yeah that's that's a good a good name drop see I, I i didn't know that at all um and uh yeah so um as far as since this is a terminus extreme metal podcast um what kind of uh, black metal stuff are, are you into? I, well, you're obviously into Ulver. Um, you're ob you, you also obviously like the very traditionalist black metal of Hordum Rife. Um, yeah, just tell, tell us about your history with that stuff. Hmm. So my, uh, my absolute all-time favorite black metal act is Flusteras from... Uh, from uh, uh, Netherlands, you know, the Dutch black metal scene, uh, Fluisterars. They are my absolute favorite black metal act, and I have been obsessed with their stuff. I've been obsessed with their music ever since I discovered them. Uh, you know, the Dutch black metal scene in general is one of my favorite movements happening in, in, in the, 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 the extreme metal scene, you know. Uh, uh, there, there are a lot of other bands as well from that scene. But uh, Flusteras for me, this, they are just the, they are just, I mean, you know, they shine, bra uh, br they shine brightest in, the, in, in that scene. So definitely Flusteras. Uh, I haven't actually explored a lot of the, uh, the uh, common sort of black metal acts like uh, Emperor, you know, Mayhem and, and, and all that. Sadly, I haven't explored them. I, I, I don't know why, but it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, for me, black metal, as far as pure black metal is concerned, again, uh, I like Murk from Sweden. Uh, who else? I mean, I, I'm forgetting names here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for now, Fluisteras and Murk. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That, that confirms, are you, so a question related to that real quick. Are you on the, are you on the younger side? Uh, what? Sorry. Sorry. If it's if it's not too personal, how old are you? Because I'm trying to. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm 22. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, so the death metal guy and I have been talking about how like it seems, thanks to the internet, although you can get, someone can just plow through black metal basically in order with complete access to all the classics and lists of what to check out and all that right um it seems like a lot of people now do get into it sort of backwards from whichever like niche of it uh that's emerged now that they that they really like uh and so certainly all this kind of lush uh this kind of this kind of lush folky black metal stuff like Flusterars uh, that has this sort of um, yeah almost pastoral chill trippy vibe right that's that's yes yeah, certainly not something that existed back then um, uh, yeah that 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 is interesting so the um, as far as the rest of the Dutch scene I mean honestly like uh, who who that's something I, I quite like the bands around the Hayden's Heart scene. We've I've interviewed 
Ariane from that label, and we've uh, covered a lot of those bands. Is it any of those, or are you thinking more like the Turia and kind of High Racist Novia Magdi bands? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes, yes. Oh, I, I really enjoyed the early Turia demos, or EPs, or whatever they were, yeah. It's, um, yeah, uh, the last album was absolutely a banger, you know, so I, I again, have made my way back through that, you know, so I've, I haven't checked the, the, the early demos yet, but the split with Flusteras they did introduced me to the whole scene in general, uh, and after that I just kind of, you know, uh, made my way as much as I could. <laughs> Oh, that was a cool, I think that was a cool, cool split and a beautiful cover. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Turia always released EPs, but they were just sort of early, early kind of lo-fi EPs. Um, it, what, what's the difference between an EP and a demo these days? Who knows? But, um, uh, but yeah, so they also have this very, um, they don't really sound folk at all, but they have this kind of rich, ringing guitar tone that, you know, has some kind of droney, ancient-sounding, folky quality to it. So, okay, that's an interesting. I can see your, I, I could see sort of where your where your taste lies in this stuff and how it relates to your own style on this record. Um, so let's talk more about it. So, uh, this so uh, Parari Kat. I'm at least getting a little closer. I hope is um dedicated to this region. I assume that uh, it says based in Shimla, northern India. I did a brief Google map, right? So for our listeners, it's up in the, the pointy part of India. It's actually kind of near, at least relatively speaking, kind of near Lahore, Pakistan. And if you go, if you go a little bit east, you know, or not a little bit east, away... You know, there, there, there are mountains surrounding it, it looks like. And it kind of looks like the city is built on a hillside. Did, did you grow up, or a mountainside? Did you grow up there? Uh, yes, absolutely. I have uh, I've grown up here. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've been here all my life. Uh, Shimla is, you know, Shimla is, well, simply put, the most beautiful place on earth. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, it is based on seven hills. So Shimla is based on seven hills. Uh and uh, that's why it's also called the Queen of Hills because you know it's just a very dominating sort of a scene here that there's one hill and th then there's the other hill so well yeah in total there are seven hills uh, and that makes up the whole of Shimla that's Shimla you know dude did you know that uh, Rome also has seven hills you probably did right because that immediately seemed important to you oh no I, I did not actually <laughs> Okay, well, that's interesting. Now this has got me thinking, like uh, you know, uh, you know, ancient ancient Indo-European city layouts reproducing themselves in weird ways. Of course, it could be a total coincidence. But Seven Hills, famously, Rome is uh, the original Roman Republic was built on hill seven hills that you know I think different sort of uh, tribes lived on. Anyway, but um, so it's it's built on these hills, um, and uh. It looks like it was used as a uh, as a capital by the British in in when it was too hot for them to be further south. But uh, and so there must have been some building there then. But I assume that the city itself has a much much older history. 
uh yes uh, especially after the british invasion and, and and all that you know shimla gained a lot of popularity because uh, they apparently really liked it here you know so they made shimla into the summer capital of uh, the the nation and uh, uh, shimla is also the the capital city of our state uh, himachal you know so yeah i mean of course shimla is a very important place uh, administrate as well <laughs> but uh, other than that you know we you can see a lot of british influence here like every uh, other building every other structure uh, architectural site is very inherently british and uh, thankfully they have uh, bi- they built it well and we have preserved it well uh, and now it's like a very weird fusion of uh, uh, our local uh, you know food and 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 uh, how we speak and all that and of course there's the british influence as well that how we dress how we how we basically uh, act <laughs> whatever that means but yeah you know so that's how it has evolved that's how the scene has evolved here in general uh, but yeah i mean it's a very beautiful place you know very quaint calm place uh, especially where where i live the place actually is called bharadi so Bharadi Ghat is like my uh, a little homage to this place where where I I live in Shimla. So yeah, I mean you know a lot of uh, local influences on 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 the record. Yeah. Cool. And what does the uh, what does the uh, Ghat in the second part of the name mean? Hmm. So uh, traditionally, Ghat is a place. Uh, Ghat is like a. a place that is i mean how to explain it uh there is a it's it's a place which is based near a, a, a river bank and where you actually go down and maybe you know you will take a take a bath or wash your clothes or, or something like that so that is a historically traditionally a ghat you know that's a ghat there are a lot of other ghats here as well but of course i mean you don't just <laughs> take a bath and wash your clothes there you know i mean there's basically just uh, in in old times ghat ghats used to be famous for the, for these stuff because uh, it used to be like a, a public sort of meeting place for, for these things you know like people would come and wash their clothes people would come and just be be there you know just chill out basically so that's that used to be ghat now uh, it it isn't like that because of course you know we have evolved <laughs> thankfully and uh, uh, we 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 don't use ghats we don't use ghats for for those purposes now but of course you know they still exist and just the place uh, with that sort of structure that you know you have to uh, go down some stairs and then there'll be a a, a, a river bank that is a ghat i was going to say i think a lot of people can at least envision those uh those places in the bigger cities with the uh with uh those those sort of St- you know marble steps or whatever down the down the river bank and they're used in fest religious festivals and things like that right hmm yeah exactly yes yes that that too uh there is actually an actual uh, i mean there is a place called bharadi ghat that actually exists you know uh that's actually a, a some way away from here but uh, i i have got a lot of inquiries about that as well like did you mean that place <laughs> you know pe- pe- people often ask like did you mean the actual bharadi ghat 
or how how is it you know how how did you come to this name so i had to use the word ghat because you know it just seemed to fit because uh, in the story that i'm forming if 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 you've even seen the artwork you know there's a, a little river stream that is going uh, which is kind of full of uh, like blood and, and like skulls and stuff so uh, uh, in the storyline that i'm forming sort of uh, ghat uh, is actually i mean you know it plays a part in, in that so i uh, that's how i justify using the word ghat okay awesome no that's that's a really good uh walkthrough of that term and so like um uh, yeah so there's a storyline for the album i see that on your bandcamp that the storyline kind of starts on um a beginning your single from last year which is i think a single long song uh and it seems to start with a narrative about a shepherd and his goat uh but um the on the cover of this one there is a uh a goat looks like kind of a young goat uh with a some sort of like um looks like a almost a s sacrificial wreath of flowers around his neck or something and a broken charred leg leaping free of a blaze like a forest fire and the goat looks despite the fact that he's very injured the goat looks uh the goat looks pretty smug he looks pretty serene and uh sort of contented there's this kind of a sublime uh sublime composure to the goat he's on a, he's unaffected by all this um what uh tell, tell us about the story then hmm. uh okay so i'll try to make this short but uh, uh, for the uh you 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 don't have to feel free to spurg out oh wow cool okay <laughs>
पारी री हुई तुसा लोड़ी बागरा बुआर आसा लोड़ी तालुड़ी कोई
perfect. So uh, the first song, a beginning. Uh, in the brackets, there's the word mountain home. Uh, you know, again, mountain home is an actual place which is near my house uh, that I just love. You know, it's the most like beautiful place. It's full of nature and and mountains and all the good stuff basically. So that's mountain home. Now the local story about that as far and as much as I know is that a British sort of retired lord used to live up here and uh, you know at the top of the hill he made his very quaint house uh, and he loved this place and he called it mountain home. So he actually named the place that you know and uh, so uh, that's the story that we've all uh, known you know that that has been told to us by our parents and like the the older people as well so uh, uh, after the british left you know the property was just sold to to the local farmers and stuff like that so the local farmers own that land now but uh, before that the british uh, had occupied or, or 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 were just using that land you know that house still exi- uh, existed there till like three four years before uh, but it burned down now uh, i mean it is very old but a very beautiful house you know and yeah that place is mountain home so that's that's the actual place that the whole sort of world is built on you know so mountain home in this uh, in my story line is this magical realm just a very perfect sort of a place you know a uh, utopia if you will and it's very uh, it's perfect in its own way you know and 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 the shepherd is the the head of that place so uh of course there's a lot of symbolism here you know uh, the shepherd of course uh, stands for pastoral superiorism or, or whatever you would like to call it but of, of course i've taken a lot of inspirations a lot of themes from from around uh and actually uh, tolkien's work and of course it it had to be there right uh, jrr tolkien's work have played a lot of uh, uh have played a big role in this i i love lord of the rings i love the hobbit i mean i've read it a, a million times so this is in my way again i draw inspiration from a lot of pe- places so for me you know uh lord of the rings is as important as local myths so i try to just fuse it in a in a way that it looks and sounds very authentic and you know not not too weird so yeah that's mountain home uh and yeah the first song is like an introduction to the whole realm to the whole world of course we have the shepherd and the goat that uh, is also present on the first song uh, first art and and for the for the album art is uh, is bheem uh, i i've named the goat bheem now bheem actually you know those who know the mahabharat the the, the ancient text that we have uh, bheem actually is a very important figure in that regard as well uh, and of course in himachal my state uh, the mahabharat plays a very important role because apparently a lot of it was staged here you know a, a, a lot of it happened here and uh, bhim uh, in mahabharat is a very 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 strong and brave man he is tall he is huge he is uh, just powerful you know he he can destroy anything that uh, that would dare to obstruct his path so uh, again me naming the goat bheem was a, a a reference to that as well 
but of course the uh, this symbolism here that uh, you know the 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 pastoral things the the whole uh, uh, you know like the the shepherd being the, the the ruler of this world and and his goat being bheem so you know there's power power in our our village life there's a power in that so that's uh, that's the symbolism in that but yeah the first song is like an introduction to that and uh, uh, Bhim actually has gone to this weird place called Bharadi's Hat in the first song uh, he has gone there to gather some news you know b because Bharadi Ghat used to be good it used to be a prosperous place as well but now news comes in that is it's burning it's full of fires and stuff so uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, the, the shepherd ha has sent Bhim to, g to gather the information so that you know he can uh, make make arra uh, arrangements in advance so that's the first song and it, it ends on a very uh, tranquil note you know that uh, Bhim has arrived but now uh, for the album we we take a look at the scene from Bhim's perspective from and the court's perspective just to clarify keep the place for listeners by the first song he means a beginning which is technically was released last yeah. year and now we're starting the events of the album as Beam the Goat Champion uh, has returned to the Shepherd. All right. So actually, he hasn't returned yet. I mean, he's he's on he's on his way. So uh, again, he we witness everything from his eyes, from his perspective now, and uh, even the song names. You know, the first song is of course the first song is an intro song, Bharadigat uh, One. Simply, that's like the introduction to the whole thing. The second song is called Kuali, Kuali, which uh, in Pahari means an a very sharp ascending path. You know, so a very like sharp ascending path that you're that you're going on. Uh, so, uh, as far as the story is concerned, you know, the beam uh, beam here is actually going uh, or. Uh, is actually going on this path uh, he's actually dragging his his hind legs uh, so yeah just that and the third song is called Kande which uh, in Pahari or our local language means thorns as simple as that you know it, it, it means thorns and uh, again you know he is dragging his legs over these thorns and just you know again a lot of symbolism here because uh, He's bearing all these b burdens. His, uh, you know, his, uh, like there's death of e of everything around him. You know, the, the forests that he loved are burning. Uh, the mountains are, are, are smoky. The just everything is in shambles, uh, and he uh, his hind leg is broken, but still he's somehow dragging on, and uh, uh, you know he's uh, he has a smile on his face. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, again, a lot of symbolism because uh, the situation with trees is not very really good here in Himachal. You know, people are cutting down a lot of trees here to build their homes and stuff. And I mean, uh, it has declined a lot. The the uh, the tree cover area has declined exponentially, and it's going down. It's uh, drastically going down, and that's very very sad. Of course so just through these things you know i've tried to bring these topics as well in the spectrum uh and yeah so and uh, of course the the what the fourth song is called Thani bagar 
which in uh, our local language means winter winds or cold winds so uh, now he's just you know he's burning the, the, the forests are burning and Thingy Bagar is a uh, lamentation he's he's actually calling or uh, requesting the cold winds to kind of soothe him and uh, soothe his aching bones you know just kind of like uh, uh, g- give him some uh, some some rest some peace because ev- everything is burning and the fo- uh, the final song uh, on the album uh, not the final the last song but the final song in the in, in the story is dp uh, which in our local language means a bridge so that song is like a uh, you know that's again a uh, bridge here meaning uh, that he's actually on a bridge from bharati ghat to mountain home so yeah i mean that's like a uh, the the end of the chapter and then and then there's bharadiga 2 again the the field recordings that we did and then the two cover songs so that's the whole story i'm <laughs> i hope i didn't you know bore you or something no no i mean that's like the uh it, it was great to get it so continually um or continuously and the uh um so the narrative to tie to tie it in for our our listeners to some of the stuff we did in the review uh the um so the fourth track the lament winter winds uh um that is where where he's sort of um you know oh winter winds caress my bloody wounds oh winter winds embrace this burning tomb oh winter winds dismantle my aching bones so that's the moment where the death metal guy noticed uh he he could hear oh some of these lyrics are in in english he could hear uh my aching bones being sort of uh rasped or screamed by you um there's that track i was listening to the whole record again uh this morning and i think like uh 4 and 5 sort of the uh winter winds and the bridge seem kind of like the musical center of gravity here uh but on on winter winds uh tell me a little bit about the vocals there because we were both struck by um we were both struck by by your performance and by the way you're sort of blending that with the more female vocals recorded here hmm. uh i i would also like to point out that you know the uh, a comment you made on the review that uh the death metal guy gets a very desert feel uh, from that song you know a very Uh, just a very dry sort of a uh, uh, raspy feel from that song and it's very true you know that's what that was very spot on because when i was kind of uh, envisioning the song in my own head uh, i had a very arid mountainous uh, landscape in my mind you know while creating that uh, that whole feel so it's very sparsely uh, you know it's it, i mean it's a very sparse uh, place with just no no trees no nothing uh just a very dry mountainous region you know it's it's actually a very scary sight if you've ever been to that sort of a place especially at night it's very very haunting so yeah that uh, that was the whole feel behind that and i'm very very glad you know that was a very uh, beautiful moment when he when he when i heard that he he said it because you know that was exact exactly what i had in mind while doing it so yeah uh, uh big thanks to the death metal guy <laughs> uh and as far as the vocals are concerned uh see uh 
I was supposed uh, I had planned to do uh, to do the, the the clean vocals as well but oh my god no that that didn't happen and for good reasons because you know it would have would have been very atrocious uh, but my very good friend uh, Himanchi Himanchi Sharma you know uh, did the female vocals here uh, she's very talented as as you can hear on the on the song and uh, I that that also gave me an opportunity to create this contrast you know uh, between this very serene and very flowing female vocals and then you know snap there's uh, there's this growls which i didn't do all by myself my friend adiraj uh, he helped me uh, in that you know so it's actually he and i uh, he, uh, his scream and my and my scream both kind of uh, uh, intermixed and uh, that created that weird effect and uh, a little story about that as well. The the screams that you hear are from the the demos that we did back in March. Uh, we tried to re recreate that whole emotion and that feel, but that didn't happen. Uh, so that scream is from the demos, and it's totally one hundred percent raw. You know, no mixing, no nothing. Adiraj uh, and I we screamed at the same time, and 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 there's that, and that happened so yeah uh, but uh, again as you guys mentioned in the review as well you know it's a very theatrical a uh, very sort of dramatic moment in, in in the album and that was the whole feel behind it you know uh, there had to be this contrast otherwise it wouldn't land it, w it, it wouldn't sound good you know it would sound cheesy and uh, I have a very sharp sense of these things and I, I think you know I, 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 I like to think that that I have a very sharp th uh, sense of these things so uh, that's why I didn't include my <laughs> vocals. <laughs> uh, otherwise, oh my God, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's the whole feel behind that song, you know. And yeah, the storytelling feel is, of course, very uh, on top uh, in in this song because uh, there's this clean and very soothing em em emotion, and then there's a drastic change, and everything just changes after that. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's a little bit about the song. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah, that the line would be yeah, oh winter winds dismantle my aching bones. So uh, yeah, it gets sort of a, a wish for death there. It gets darker, but um, the uh or or a wish to be kind of at least spiritually taken apart. Um, but the um, uh, yeah. So I mean the. The, yeah, the tone on those vocals is, is, is awesome, and it's, it's exactly the opposite of the problem that a lot of sort of, uh, um, a, a lot of one, one, mostly one person recordings have, which is relying too much on uh, distortion and reverb and things like that to cheat. Um, yeah, so it gets, I, I really like the simultaneous thing. So you're getting these harmonic effects between them. And at the on the back end of it, you get this really rich harmony where somebody is doing kind of a uh, a throat singing growl. Is that um, which of you is that? And is that like does that relate to the regional music at all, um, or is it more just like, hey, uh, I heard that on a black metal record and it sounded cool? Uh, yeah. So that's not me at all. My screams are kind of very common. You know, it's it's not too special or something interesting. It's just common screaming. Uh, but my friend Adiraj, he 
uh, he actually plays jazz okay so like he plays a, a very pure sort of jazz and then there's this side of him as well because uh, secretly he wants to do these things but of course you know he's confined by by this this jazz thing he's <laughs> he's on to but uh, thankfully he got a chance to do this on this record and he can do such throat singing uh, and you know such uh, weird exotic stuff <laughs> uh, so that's very very cool uh, and he did that it's, it's all him you know and uh, as far as throat singing being a part for local culture I don't think so I can be wrong because you know our, I don't know a lot about our culture surprisingly because it's just too vast to know you know I, I know about my 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 region my specific areas and, and, and the region that neighbors it but oh no you know to know about the whole of my state is it's a big deal and there can be some throat singing stuff in some areas but you know I've never I've I've never noticed it or never seen it really so that's not that it's to- totally that yeah I mean hey I listened to that once on a black metal record and let's try and do this you know maybe we can pull it off <laughs> yeah well it sounds great and I you know I think it is uh you know it yeah even if it doesn't have some direct connection to the regional the the highly specific region i think it i think it makes sense there there would be i think to get stuff that sounds like throat singing you'd probably have to go i don't know like apparently there's a lot of overlap in mythology the base the basic substratum of folk belief between mongolia and tibet like pre-buddhist belief so you might get stuff like that in Tibet, and you also, but you know that's much further west, and uh, and you might also get it if you went north into the kind of more Turkic areas or sort of Turanic areas, like I don't know, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, or something like that. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that that yeah. So uh, the, yeah, the vocal stuff is great. I'm glad you are. Um, I'm glad you're uh, liberating a jazz musician. That's great. Um. The, um, but the, um, but yeah, so let's talk also about uh, those field recordings you did, speaking of highly specific regional knowledge, right? So this is, um, you, you recorded this, uh, th- this sort of, uh, what you, a, a group that you translate as sort of the, the Himalayan ensemble, right, or something like that, who are a, uh, you'll have to tell us how to pronounce their actual name uh which is sort of uh, yeah the, the pahari baja or something which you'll hopefully pronounce us for us of the kotgar village um and you recorded this for the first time in human history so uh tell us please uh about going to do that and uh how you did the recordings and uh whether what 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 were some of the challenges of the recording process This was done last year in September in Gotgar. It's a village which is not so far away from Shimla. It's uh, actually very near. Uh, so uh, the field recordings, uh, you know, it's Pahari Baja. So Baja is like, uh, 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 you can say what, a local band, you know. Uh, that's Baja. That's Baja in general. Uh, Pahari means, well, Pahar means mountains. So Pahari is baja of the mountains 
so you know a, a, a mountain man <laughs> uh, unfortunately i wasn't pre- uh, present when uh, the field recordings were done it was actually done for a friend's graduation project if, if you can believe that uh, it was uh, done you know there was a very extensive research she did and uh, the pahari baja was a, pa- a part of it and uh, it was actually yeah it, it, it is rec- uh, it, it was recorded like this very p- professionally for the first time in human his- in human history and that's no exaggeration you know that that's no uh, a fluke that's no lie uh, uh, this also ties in with uh, a little thing that we've been going here uh, going on here it's a thing called himalayan folk collective you know uh, that's a project that some of us are are engaged in uh, that's a very ambitious project and uh, this uh, her graduation film and uh, recording the pahari baja and and also some some other stuff you know that was also a part of this apparently uh, so what himalayan folk collective is in in short it's uh, our you know it's our uh, it's a, a, a way to archive and to just preserve our our uh, local traditions so that that has to do with food that has to do with our, our languages our scripts uh, uh, of course and music as well because you know the the, the musical t- tradition in in these areas is is insane it's amazing uh, so yeah uh, himalayan folk collective I, I i guess that's uh, that's another conversation in itself but in short yeah it's our uh, hope and it's our uh, a way to archive such things you know properly archive such things we take uh, interviews we take uh, we take uh, video footage and and, and we, we record these instruments as well so uh, the field re- uh, field recordings that were done last year was from kotgar uh, village and specifically from that village uh, because you know it changes from village to village as well so now we plan to expand things now we plan to record some more of such things uh, and hopefully you know it'll be very very expansive in itself and we can do something with them as well so that's our hope but yeah pahari baja uh, the band uh, it consists of a lot of percussive and uh, wind I- instruments there may be some string instruments for I- in some areas but i'm not uh, so sure about that but uh, the majority of it is uh, composed of our uh, percussive instruments and uh, wind instruments so that's the pahari baja and it's played on all sorts of occasion you know when say a, a, a child is born or when someone dies or when there's some uh, some ritual to be performed you know or or when some local uh, god comes or or goes you know for for all sorts of occasions uh, the pahari baja is played and uh, even now we had a, a little festival here uh, some days ago and uh, you know some uh, pahari baja from some area was was called and, and they did a wonderful job as well so yeah you know we have we have these things we have these uh, we have these resources but the thing is we don't care about these things and that's the saddest part uh, even uh, the pahari baja that those uh, my friends recorded last year 
uh, you know they were also very sad uh, they did their, their their interviews and they actually expressed their their sadness that you know we are probably the last generation that cares about these things uh, our our sons and our grandsons don't want to be a part of this because of course you know uh, who would want to be a part of this <laughs> you know it's it's not in, interesting it's not exciting uh, uh, so it's slowly dying out it's slowly dying out and the younger generation are not uh, interested interested in this uh, so yeah i mean you know this is our way to sort of just just gather these things a- at one place of course a lot of other amazing people are doing such work as well but our uh, our niche or our forte is in music you know we plan to cover a lot of musical themes a lot of uh, such pahadi uh, bajas of other of other places because there's some totally insane stuff in the in the upper areas of uh, of our state you know that is just waiting to be uh, explored and recorded and yeah we cannot plan we we have a lot of plans of, uh, i think for this year as well yeah uh, but yeah, for the ne- for the for the next year there are a lot of plans that uh, hopefully you know hopefully we we will work on them because it's very interesting and we like to think it's uh, important as well so that was a a, a bit of informi- information about this no, that's great. So, um, first of all, uh, I, I might ask you for some follow-up, but first of all, is there a Himalayan Folk Collective website yet? Hmm. There is, but it's grossly underworked. You know, we, we, we need to do a lot of work uh, on it. But yeah, I mean, there is a, a website. Uh, I'll, I'll share the links. Of course, I'll share the links. Okay, excellent. Yeah, if there's social media or anything, also please share that and we'll place them in the description. Um that's so okay that's very interesting so um first of all one thing you were pointing out about it just being percussion and woodwinds it's like i mean i guess i did notice that when i listened to it but it only just um uh but you know now you made me me think about it uh it has the um there are these um really dry tones similar to what uh the death metal guy was noticing in uh in in you know in in that fifth or in that fourth track uh and in winter winds and similar to what what you were discussing there uh the um there's a mountainous sort of you've you know if you've got percussion and you've got percussion and you've got uh woodwinds all you've really got is sort of like stone and bone and wind and dry timber maybe it's um so that that's that's pretty cool um, and in terms of, uh, I was thinking another thing then about the way this sort of Himalayan folk collective stuff reflects on the album. It turns a couple thoughts, I guess. So I guess I'm just doing sort of responding to what you were saying, um, and tying it back to the review. Uh, I think it turns out this record is way more collaborative than we thought, right? It's got you know it's it's got your name on it because you did the core songwriting but it does have this uh rich credits of uh credits towards collaborators right um and you know the people who did the, the person who did the recording you've got you know uh people on various instruments the flute the cello flute i think presume is listed as nay uh that's got to be the flute um but um 
it seems like this is you're maybe putting forth a statement from this group of people in one in a way is that is that kind of would that make sense you're kind of representing a whole group of friends yeah it can be said of course uh, uh simply you know again it goes back uh, to to last year when i was searching for uh, uh, a really cool sounding wind instrument <laughs> you know for my for my first song uh, and i i found this beautiful sounding instrument called dene it's a turkish folk instrument and uh, you know i just fell in love with the sound so of course i i looked up on instagram and found sinem and uh, you know she did a wonderful job on the first song as well and uh, now on the album too and yeah i mean you know there are a lot of international collaborations in 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 this in, uh, album uh and of course there's a lot of just a, a lot of local uh, collaborations you know uh, uh, i'm 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 very sure that there are more people that are uh, listed officially on the credits but uh, of course you know uh, those are the people that actually played their part so uh, I, i i cannot name every name uh, otherwise it w- it would be very long <laughs> list but uh, yeah my name is is on there but it's not really a solo project at all you know is i i sometimes feel i should change the name to just uh, the first name you know because it actually means something uh, harol is a uh, uh, sort of song and dance form we have here in the in the himalayas so uh, not in the himalayas as a whole but you know in a specific a specific region uh, so i think in the future that may be uh incoming that uh i'll totally exclude my my surname and you know not not include that because uh then it would kind of broaden up the spectrum you know and i would go from a from a one man project to just a pro- a project <laughs> you know because I, i i like that sound more uh so yeah as far as the the collaborations are concerned you know uh it's been amazing i mean uh the international collaborations are all uh, thanks to instagram and social media that you know i was uh, able to contact them and just ask them if they would like to play and uh, these people were kind enough uh, to to say yes so that happened and the local ones they are all my friends of course you know they are all my friends they have been my friends since a long time and uh, it's it's a very special thing to you know to to include a lot of the people that i love and care about on, on the album and shimla as a whole has a very rich uh, sort of scene you know uh, there's there's nothing established here you know there's no shows happening there's no venues but there's this budding artistic scene that's happening around here yeah and and it's very amazing to be a part of it in its own way and that i can include people you know <laughs> uh, uh, and and people are kind enough to say yes so it it works both ways uh so that's how it happened you know i had to do a lot of networking just lot because it's it's very special of course that you know you have all these people who are who are adding their own flavors and their own charm to the whole sound but you know it's a it's a very hectic thing in in, in its own way to manage because i'm i'm just one person you know you, you know who's doing everything so i have to manage everything but uh people help out a lot and people just 
care you know i'm i'm kind of surprised and a lot happy that uh i'm i'm saying this so <laughs> yeah Oh man, that's that's really cool. I I really like your idea of uh, changing the name to Harul, uh, and uh, that'll give you a lot more flexibility. Uh, I think you know I, I think one way this is kind of like those neo folk recordings we were talking about is that kind of composite nature of the record. Like a lot of those projects have very flexible lineups and. Uh, you know, lots of people in the credits. There's a band called Volson's Men, which is also very Tolkien-influenced that you might enjoy um, from, from England. Um, he, the guy was in Winterfell for, for a minute. Um, and uh, he's got a lot of collaborators. But the... Um, uh, it's... Um, in, in terms of the sort of like... But also just the, the character of the album. You've got recordings from different places, right? You've got these feel recordings. You throw them in with your guitar. You also have, you know, and you also have, like, say, instead of, like, re-recording the screams, you just, like, drop in the, the screams from the demos. Sort of, like, working with different sound parts in a very material way, which I think a lot of those bands do. But, um... Uh... Yeah, I mean, as a way to wrap up, um, maybe do you want to talk to us a little bit more about sort of the, uh, you know, the sort of what what you see at stake in in your region right now? Because it seems like you've you've suggested that you know people are cutting down trees. You've suggested that maybe sort of uh, traditional folkways that seem, uh, God, that's redundant. Um, folkways that seem sort of relevant extremely cool to people like you or me who are have this all this kind of uh cultural frame of reference for like connecting it to all this you know black metal and like weird industrial music and you know like uh um fantasy and 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 all that right if you have that frame of reference for it uh you it, it, it's like oh yeah this stuff is obviously really cool but it seems like the youth don't uh it doesn't scan as cool, right? Um, and I, uh, and so there, there are these kind of challenges there, and there's a very kind of powerful statement in the uh, the album, the album liner notes about this kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, the urge of the animalistic fire to annihilate and penetrate the thick layers of ignorance shall emerge victorious, right? Uh, this holy flame shall shine bright and end the darkness and slumber of the spirit all that you've got this um uh yeah i wanted you to talk to us a little bit more about what you see at stake here and what the the basic impulse of the project hmm. uh, that's a very good uh, question uh you know I, I, I of course when i was uh making the album and you know making all the songs and like just uh trying to find people and and all that uh, nothing like this was in my mind but like after everything sort of came together and uh, a, a whole unit was formed uh, then I was very interested because uh, even for me it's a very interesting opportunity you know to be a, a, a part of this and I hope that you know through this uh, uh, this album uh, especially in, in, in the Shimla scene uh, people get uh, just you know people just uh, especially the, the the artists the people that i know 
uh, especially you know because a lot of people have such an amazing uh, palette to to work with you know people have a lot of stuff that they are just holding on to i i, I don't know why so i hope that you know through this album maybe we can in in future you know have some uh, some musical scene going on here like a proper scene because uh, it 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 used to be here a, a while ago but of course uh, yeah, it's very tough to uh, for, for for a scene like that to exist here and work here pr- properly because you know just so my so, so many things to to work around uh, but yeah now uh, i see a lot of people that are very interested uh, and are talented talented enough to you know actually do it so i hope it happens here you know and this album i hope it serves like a, a, a i don't know starting point i don't mean to sound too ambitious or something like that but you know it's really a dream of mine to just see a really budding scene happening here and of course there's the the the, the other angle uh, that you know i hope that uh, through this like we were able to raise at least some awareness because you know there's a lot of stuff going on in the album as far as the inspirations are concerned and all that but the really basic theme that stands out is uh, just how we are not taking care of our surroundings and our culture you know and uh, our just the, the the whole base the whole lore that we have you know we are we are not taking care of it and through this project it's my own uh, way of of learning about these things as well because uh, through the making of this album and just you know talking i i had a talk with like a thousand people got to know so much uh, and learn so much so it's my own way to learn as well you know to to explore because frankly speaking i haven't been too well versed in our in our own uh, traditions that's and that's very very sad you know even like the 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 older generation that was before us they don't care much you know it's it's not a big deal apparently but i i don't know i i think it is you know and thankfully a lot of people who are with me you know we we think it is a big deal as well that uh, this is who we are you know this is what makes us who we are and we have to uh, we have to protect it you know we have we have to save it and we have to uh, show it to the world that you know these things are happening of course uh, me being a musician so this uh, you know a musician <laughs> I, i don't like to consider myself one but okay uh, me being an artist uh, i have this uh, this thing that i can use to portray these these very intense and very very serious emotions and yeah so just that you know i i hope that we continue on this path of of self exploration and just just you know exploring these themes and 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 showing it to the world uh, because also you know fr- frankly put the amount of material we have for a very amazing black <laughs> metal album is insane i i mean it's about time that you know someone took charge and created a black metal record with with himalayan themes because that would be the most sickest thing and uh, yeah i mean you know <laughs> And, and that too. So I, I, I think I think I know the man for the job. <laughs> well, uh, well, I won't like to give any spoilers or something, but you know, something heavy is in the works as well. <laughs> uh, so maybe it it will see the light of day. I hope it does. 
because we just have so much to draw from you know we have so many things here that even the people who know a lot don't know about those things so like you know there's always some stuff to learn there's always a lot of myths there's always a lot of folklore uh, and of course you know there's always our villages to to go back to and and that's such a comforting feeling in itself <laughs>